Coming up, everything you want to know and experiences from Pop Century. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far Podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Far in this equation. John, you're muted. Oh, sorry. I'm John the Deer. All right. <laughs> All right. So we are going to discuss uh, both of our, uh, one of our favorite resorts, right? Would you call it your favorite or would, would it be at least in your top three, right, John? I, yeah, I I don't know. It it varies. It could be my favorite um, when you add in nostalgia and, you know, family vacations and things like that. But honestly, if you if you say, all right, do you want to stay at Pop Century or uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge? I'm probably going to go with Animal Kingdom Lodge. I do love Pop Century, though. I totally understand it. It, it is my... Uh wife's favorite resort it is probably up there in the top three for me but uh yeah i i agree um all right so pop century was created as walt disney's fourth value resort and it was the first one outside of the all-star area branding and by first one i mean first value resort outside of all-star uh the resort themed around the decades of the mid to later part of the 20th century originally opening in 2003 pop century was originally intended to be themed with two sides using a decade concept spanning the entire 10 decades of the 20th century this concept was eventually scaled back and became two separate resorts pop century and art of animation so here we go uh the original concept and development of the resort began in the 1990s the original team behind that development was led by Imagineers, including Joe Rohde, who seems to be doing everything around this period of time, right, John? I mean, everything. He was the lead designer of the resort. Uh, Kim Irvine, who is also someone who was really heavily involved in that era, was the art director of the resort. Kevin Rafferty was the show director of the resort and Brian Piasecki, who was the he was the project manager of the resort. The team was inspired by the idea of creating a resort that would celebrate the 20th century through the lens of American pop culture. They wanted to create a resort that would be fun, whimsical, and nostalgic for guests of all ages. This team worked closely with Disney historians to re research the different decades that would be represented at the resort. They also worked with artists and designers to create the unique theming for each building. Pop Century was a groundbreaking resort when it was opened in 2003, as it was the first resort to be themed towards the 20th century American pop culture. It set a new standard for value price resorts at Walt Disney World. 
Now, the original concept was uh, uh, centered around each decade. It was to have 10 sections, each themed to a different decade from the 20th century. One side would be the first half of this of this century, the 1900s to the 1940s, and this would be called the legendary years. While the second half of the century, 1950s to 1990s, eventually were, was known as the classic years. And actually early on, this was called in, in the classic years section, it was called the decades. So eventually they had to change that. And we'll get into that a little bit here, just a minute. But uh, what were you going to say, John? Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, I re this is one of the first resorts that I remember them planning. I remember hearing about it ahead of time. And I think it was probably because of the timing of it. You know, the internet was starting to be more popular um, you could actually get information. And I remember hearing about this one. And I think Coronado Springs, too. I, I remember hearing about the new Disney resorts coming and, you know, that they're working on and planning. And I, I was very excited. But I did want to mention, I think one of the reasons that I like this resort so much is it's not focused on just your favorite Disney films, you know, like mm -hmm. there's, there's stuff around, there's the jungle book stuff is mixed in things like that. And, uh, but it's not just that. And Disney, uh, you know, they're not good at doing that anymore. It's like, uh, yeah. Frozen or Moana. It's like, what, what's this resort going to be? It's like, well, how about something you, no one thought of, you know, the, the, the decades from the 50s through the 2000s it's like you know that it just i don't think it would happen today and uh, i think that's one of the reasons i liked it so much plus it's the first disney resort that i heard about before i ever stayed there so when we made our plans i was like i know where i want to try the new value resort you know brand new so i was very excited to try it out yep i i Totally agree. And that's a great point because this did come at a period of time, at least the development and everything started at a period of time where you were starting to see rumors. I mean, you you had uh, uh, sites like, you know, let's say Intercot at the time, right, that would give you information Um you know, and of course the market's flooded now, but at that point in time, they were one that really sticks in my mind that, that they were around um, and they were passing along information as they got it. Uh, I remember, um, do you remember Dixie Landings, which eventually became uh, um, uh, like Riverside and uh, also, you know, eventually um, Port Orleans, you know, Port Orleans, uh, What's the other one French called? Quarter. French Quarter. So Port Orleans itself, I remember seeing a lot of rumors around that um, at the time when that was starting to where they were starting to change it into Port Orleans, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I just remember a lot of that stuff, too. And that's a great point. I it kind of escaped my mind that this did come around that era, you know, um, and and you heard a lot of rumors around development. So. Yeah, great point, John. I didn't even think of that. But um, 
So each decade would be represented by a different building and the buildings would be located on opposite sides of the lake. A bridge called the Generation Gap Bridge would connect the two halves of the resort. The following are the 10 decades that were originally planned for Disney's Pop Century 1900s. The 1910s, which was called the Flappers and Flapperdom. The 1920s was called the Jazz Age. The 1930s was the Great Depression. The 1940s, World War II. 1950s, Rockabilly and Space Age. 60s was Flower, Power, and Mod. The 70s was Disco and Funk. The 80s, MTV and New Wave, and 1990s, Hip Hop and Grunge. And as you can tell, they themed these decades around music at the time. So this was this eventually really changed um, into something a little different. It would evolve. Well, I have to say, too, I would have loved to have seen what it looked like originally if, if they would have followed through. And I, I always heard that after 9-11 you know mm-hmm. slowed down to the point that they they you know they decided to not work on that side anymore and so the, i i i heard that's kind of what delayed it but i can say if you could pick a side i mean do you want to stay in the great depression wing it's like nah, i i think i'll take the 70s like disco or 80s absolutely or something yeah. like that <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it would have been great. Like they would have found a way, you know, it probably would have been like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what they did back then, like hula hoops or something, you know, yeah. it would have found the positive in it, I'm sure. But. Yeah, I think it would have been cool if they would have done that in like a black and white motif, you know, rather than color because of the era and everything. And I mean, maybe they were going to do that eventually. But it's funny you mentioned se- September 11th because those events really had a significant impact on the development of the resort. Um, as you remember, and most people know this, the tourism and travel industry faced major disruptions and uncertainties due to the attacks. And this ultimately, as you said, John, led to plans, um, changes in plans for the resort. Um, unfortunately, the legendary year section was put on hold indefinitely and the resource developers uh, after that decided to just scale back the whole project and concentrate solely on what became known as the classic years Um, this concept of course focused on the latter half of the 20th century now this change in plans allowed disney to streamline the development process and adapt to the challenges Posed by the post 9-11 environment and while the legendary uh, years concept was abandoned the classic years theme which centered around the 50s through the 90s allowed for the resort to proceed forward in summary the events of September 11th led to a reassessment of the original plans and played a role in shaping its final design and theme so you're absolutely right John um, unfortunately those plans went away and eventually that part of it became you know art of animation so yeah and i can tell you from staying there many times that during that time period like all of my official stays were there um 
you know, pre-Skyliner and and back back before art of animation was happening at all, I used to see a lot of activity over there. Like we would look across and we'd take pictures, and we'd be like, wow, it's like abandoned buildings and you know, we I I I I thought it was fun to see it, you know. But I was uh I, I remember buses would be there all the time. And I was told that they would train bus drivers back there. It was the perfect spot because they had the parking lot part was already done. So they go there. There's no guests. There's no workers. It's, it's a great place to test and or train bus drivers. And hmm. I'm, I'm, I'd, I've never read it officially, but I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing because I would see Disney buses over there. Unless oh. they were doing after-hours drag racing or something. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I'm pretty sure it was a, an official capacity. You never know. I mean, they did have um, a, a NASCAR, or not a NASCAR, but a, um, what was it? One of the, Indi an IndyCar race there at oh, one yeah, time. So. Yeah, I remember that was there too. One of the, one of my earlier uh, marathons, we went out onto that track and did a circle on the track and they brought the cars out all over and stuff. And that was pretty cool. It's probably my 2009. That, that was my first one. So it's probably around there somewhere. But. Very, very cool. I would have loved to see that at that time. I mean, not, it, it doesn't really matter. I'm not into that stuff now, but at one time I was, especially back then, I think so. Um, interesting stuff about the legendary years. That section, they were going to use it to pay homage to the cultural technological and social milestones from those decades um the architecture decor and atmosphere were meant to transport guests back in time to experience the nostalgia of the early part of the century um obviously there were the factors involved with september 11th but one other factor that they ran into was, was finding um people to help them theme the resort uh they really had a tough time um, gaining historical accuracy that they really wanted for the legendary years. And, you know, uh, Joe Rohde probably was really the stickler here for, um, yeah. for this. You know, he, He's so thorough that he probably was like, without a time machine, this is not going to meet, meet what I have in my head, you know? It's yes. Gonna, it's not going to be enough. And, uh, yeah, luckily the... Uh, the the fifties uh, through the nineties, there was enough around to yes, it was um, close enough. But the others, yeah, that was probably going to be different. Yeah, you, you figure those Imagineers all lived through the later half of the century, so they knew. I mean, they were somewhat experts on that era. So, um, the execution of a resort section that accurate accurately captured the essence of those decades was complex and posed difficulty in maintaining a cohesive guest experience so ultimately with the financial part of it 9-11 and um really trying to create a cohesive, cohesive environment that kept those decades relevant to guests i that really led to the abandonment of the concept um the legendary years uh, eventually went away and what we got were the classic years and the concept of the classic years that they ultimately uh, 
went with was the 50s through the 90s and under this concept each building within the resort represented a different decade it was they were designed to capture the pop culture trends and icons of those era of of that era each individual era and that included the architecture the decor and the larger than life elements that that pay homage to the significant cultural and historical milestones of each of those decades the guests are brought into a nostalgic journey through time with iconic symbols such as jukeboxes hippie flowers rubik's cubes and other symbols evoking memories from the past um, this theme allows guests to relive or learn about the cultural evolution of the second half of the 20th century making it a unique and engaging experience for visitors of all eras this concept offers a blend of nostalgia and modern amenities giving guests the opportunity to connect with the past while enjoying conveniences of the of the present now what i would say john is it probably ended up working out for the better because these decades are fresher in our collective cultural consciousness and yeah. i think it, it allowed so for example um you know we had parents that grew up during the earlier parts of these decades and we probably saw a lot of stuff around our house or on tv or or what have you or heard stories from these people that we grew up with and we pass it on right i was born in the 70s so i got 70s 80s and 90s yeah so i got the bulk of it and i was gonna say I, I, the pictures that i have up are from around christmas time and i i can tell you that i had that santa claus on my christmas tree and i had these creepy elves around yeah, there I, I had yeah. some too <laughs> that's great i had some of those creepy elves too in fact i still have some and my wife always says there's your grandmother's creepy elf <laughs> oh that's great I, I actually yes, love, I yeah, I love that Christmas uh, tree hip hop century every year. Cause man, the nostalgia is strong on that one. Yeah. I feel like that too. It's not the most decorated resort for Christmas, but it has the biggest connection with the most people probably, because again, you can go to the yacht club and you're going to get boats and sailboats and nautical. And it's like, Unless you grew up, you know, beachfront on a yacht or something, it's probably not a connection. But this, this stuff is a connection to, like I said, the most, the the largest variety of people, probably. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. And again, it's part of our cultural kind of touchstone, you know, at this point. Um, uh, eventually when uh the original concept was abandoned and they actually termed this the classic years and they went with this theme um which was about 2010 they did what they coined a grand reopening and basically all that was was a retheming and a renewed focus on where they were going with the resort and with that and i'm glad you're showing the um one of the icons here uh let's talk a little bit about the grand features and 
some of the things that are that are in the resort you know some of the icons and things first of all the grand reopening um ushered in the themed buildings like a renewed uh, focus on the theming of the buildings um they renewed the the commitment to nostalgic decor and the iconic um memorabilia the theming of the pools everything they just put a renewed focus on those things um but i really love uh the iconic the iconography around each one of these buildings so the 1950s you have giant bowling pins you have classic cars um the oversized replica of cars from the 50s paying homage to the era's automobile culture and you have the lady in the tramp statue um which is a tribute to the popular disney movie released during this decade yeah, i don't want to interrupt you but one of my favorites is the giant big wheel because man yeah we're getting we're getting there in the 70s that's for sure it, it, i love that big wheel too because i had one of those um in in the 60s we have the hippie flowers they're emulating the flower power and peace movements of the 60s you have a yo-yo and hippie icons like a giant yo-yo and other symbols reflecting the whimsy and counterculture of the era and a baloo statue honoring the release of disney's the jungle book also the pool is called the hippie dippy pool that these icons are around and there is the blue and jungle book and this is pool side of the hippy dippy pool on the 60s side of that um and now and now the 70s which you were talking about john uh you have big foosball players representing the rise of foosball as a popular game during the 70s you have eight track tapes oversized eight track tape replicas symbolizing the eras of the era's music and technology and the big big wheel an iconic symbol of childhood during this decade and as you said definitely something that evokes a lot of memories to children of the 70s yeah and i have to say too i know it's corny and um it's probably out of fashion drastically at Disney right now. Now they want minimalist. Is this is this the Hampton Inn? Is it the Hilton? Oh wait, I see a character. It must be Disney. It's like that's that's where they're at now. There is no mistake where you are when you're staying at Pop Century. And I have to say, for kids too, they are never gonna forget gigantic big wheels and balloons and roger rabbits and larger than life colorful things the mickey phone just a three-story mickey phone it's like you will not forget that in contrast your kids when they grow up they won't be like i want to stay in the new grand floridian rooms i remember him as a kid they looked very much like every other room but you know there was a mickey hidden in the lamppost it's like Nope, they're not going to remember it. They're going to be like, man, what else you got? But my daughter's in her 20s, and I guarantee when she sees all this stuff, probably she was not alive in the 70s. I guarantee it would make her smile, remember her childhood, all these giant colorful things. And Mm -hmm. I haven't asked her, but I'd be willing to bet she thinks it's pretty awesome. 
I mean, she might think that staying at, at the Grand Floridian reminds her of Grandma's house, you know? I mean, because that's what it kind of reminds any, me of. Not anymore. Now it reminds you of... Uh, of a Hilton or something. Yeah, the new updated Marriott. It's nice. That's my opinion, at least. Like I said, when I stay at Disney, I want to stay somewhere that feels like... Like Disney. Yeah. And that's why I, I love the Animal Kingdom Lodge too. I'm like, yeah, it, it it they did such a great job that it just uh, you know where you are. You know? Well, uh, it goes it goes back to that thing that you mentioned quite a bit though, and that's weird Disney, like that weird feel that Disney used to give everyone, right? Uh, I mean that strange feeling of different of being transported to a different world you know they call it they overuse the term immersion nowadays but i mean that's basically what they were doing at the time was was taking you to a different world you know that was strange different than what you were used to i just feel like the current management doesn't understand the importance of all that and i know they don't i haven't listened to his most his last few most recent things but i always love to hear uh uh what's his name Braden from uh mickey, mickey views yeah he, he, he would always talk about untheming he's like the the untheming of this the untheming of that and i'm like that is a great term to apply to it because that seems to be the direction they're going and when you untheme something and change it to, you know, you get extra magic in the morning for 30 minutes. I'm like, ooh, that's like, I start thinking, what other hotels are in the area? Is there anything cooler, you know? So I think that that is a big problem for them, the untheming part. I, I don't think it's going to work out great in the long term. I don't, I'm no expert, but like I said, for me, the theming is what made me love Pop Century. And I really liked the food court. The arcade was awesome, all that stuff. I completely agree. Uh, I, I I think it's great. I mean, it reminds me a lot. Wouldn't you have loved when you were, you know, under 10 years old or up to 10 years old to stay in a place like Pop Century, you know? Yep. And I have to say, here's here's a memory my my daughter was very young and we would stay there like you know between probably five and ten years old most of the stays there and they had a prize-based um arcade at that time which they've since gotten rid of but you got tickets whatever you played tickets popped out and i remember mm -hmm. we would get the stuffed animals it would be like a miniature chuck e cheese thing and i remember the one time her grandfather was there and uh, we, we, we got the green army men with the parachute and they went up onto the third floor and threw it out by the pool and it's parachuting down. And it was fun in the arcade to get the tickets to get the green army man. And then it was fun later to play outside at night by the pool and throwing it off the thing and just little stuff like that. It was very special, you know. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like I said, they don't do that anymore with the tickets. That's a that makes it a little less cool to me the food court is not quite as good as it used to be and that makes it a little less good for me but overall it's still i really do like it i agree um i will say that that prize box type 
thing. Like it, they don't do the tickets like the Chuck E. Cheese type thing anymore. But they do have a scavenger hunt that they will hand out a thing and allow you to allow kids, you know, to pick out prizes very similar to what you know what that was like. So I think there might have even been a parachute army man in there in the prize box. So um, but basically they just have them go through and find the things that we're talking about right now, you know, the uh the the statues and and identify where they're at. So um all right, uh back to these icons in the nineteen eighties they have a Rubik's Cube, a giant Rubik's Cube paying tribute to the eighties puzzle craze, cassette tapes, oversized cassette tape decorations reflecting the era's music culture. Uh, Roger Rabbit statue commemorating the success of the Disney movie. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Um, in the 90s, they have a nod to the rise of technology and the Internet during the 90s, which is a giant laptop. Um, that, and that's actually at their poll right there. It is. Yeah. And that's the end of the 90s poll. Uh, they have cell phone icons, oversized cell phone replicas highlighting the new mobile phone revolution from the 90s. And they have a Buzz Lightyear statue uh, celebrating Pixar's Toy Story during this era. Um, yeah, that's one that I didn't get for some reason. Yeah, I don't have that either. And I was looking through my research here, and I'm not Are sure you? if that's... I'm pretty sure it's not Buzz Lightyear. That's wrong. This is... Um, so, it's not Buzz Lightyear. It is a Sony uh, Walkman type thing. And right there you have it on the... For the 90s, it's a Sony Walkman. I was going to say, I think Buzz is at one of the All-Stars, right? He is at one of the All-Stars, And I yes. have never gone there, so I don't have it. And I am such a... It, it's All-Star movies. All-Star yeah, movies. I'm, where it's I'm such a picture taker that if it was there, I'm like, I would have seen that, you know? So, at first I was like... Buzz Lightyear. Always remember when you do research on uh, using AI, it's yeah, gonna AI get you somewhere along the way. It always, yeah, it always throws in curveballs too. So yeah, and it's always got some random stupid thing like this just buried in the whole thing. And as I was blindly reading through it, I was even looking at it strange, like what? So it, there is a point, and maybe you remember. But I think I'm not sure where it's at. There is a Mickey statue or a, a Mickey telephone statue as well somewhere in yeah, the resort. In this particular batch, I don't see. I think it's the 70s. I, th I think it's, it's across from the big wheel in the 70s. It is. I don't think I have it here, but it is across from the big wheel. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's interesting because. Again, I was going to say, I've got hundreds of sets of pictures and videos from here, but, uh, you know, to, to I, I tried to minimize it to one set, so I'm not scrolling all the time. But <clears throat> I've stayed at the building with uh, Mickey's uh, telephone. So have I. So. Yeah, 
Me too. Me too. All right. So each themed area is meticulously crafted to bring guests into the sites and symbols of the corresponding decade from pop culture icons to technological innovations. These features serve as reminders of the trends and memories that made each of these eras unique. The resort provides a nostalgic and fun-filled experience allowing guests to connect with their own memories or explore the cultural influences that shaped previous generations. All right, so the room decor nowadays has changed a little bit since you stayed there, John. They've actually rethemed the um the rooms a little bit. Now, I don't remember what they were like. I've st I stayed there um before they were rethemed, but I don't remember what they were like back then. But now they're pretty much that generic um Disney value resort uh look. So they have um like hardwood type style floors they have laminate down in yeah. in hardwood styles with like generic kind of mickey uh pictures behind the bed so yeah. they're nice yeah. they're comfortable and they've they've redone the beds and they put murphy beds in here and there and and things well, like that what but, i noticed and i've only been there once or twice since the, it was re redone but I feel like the inside of the rooms no longer reflects the era, per, you know, ne necessarily. Yes. And when I stayed there, it was carpeted mm -hmm. and very standard. It was your standard hotel room, like anywhere else, you know, there, it wasn't modernized at all. But um, I actually have one. I bought it from the cast store. Each of the rooms had a big frame poster inside from the decade you were staying in. And I have a 70s. Wow. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I've got a 70s one right here that has all the different things from the set 70s. I, I should have took a picture of it to show you, but it's hanging on the wall back there. And it's uh it's all 70s stuff. And again, that would be in there. And depending on the time of uh, the the uh, decade you were in, the artwork in there too, it'd be something simple, but it would be, it would be fitting, you know? And now I feel like you open the door and you're like, nice hotel room. It's like, but not really that themed anymore. That's my thought. I, I agree. Um, all the theming was reserved for outside uh, of the resort rooms, I think. But um, I obviously, and it was 2019 or 2017 that they finished the complete renovations of the rooms. They're all pretty much the same at this point. Um, you will find some rooms in the uh, what they call I, I forget what they, I think they call them preferred right and some of the preferred rooms they'll have king beds um or a king bed uh and again there's different configurations in the rooms as far as beds go but other than that they're pretty much all the same um the resort does not have any family suites like you may find at um some of the all-star resorts or over at art of animation uh, but they do have connecting rooms and oftentimes, believe it or not, John, and this is just a little tip for some people, it's sometimes cheaper to get two connecting rooms at Disney than it is to get those family suites that they sell, which are basically 
the same thing, two connecting rooms. The difference being family suites have one bathroom and connecting rooms, you have two bathrooms. So if you have a family that size, just get to connecting room, kick it, kick the door open, save about two to three hundred dollars sometimes. And um, you have two bathrooms. So, yeah, I agree that that's probably very smart. I never had to do that. But yeah, I if I if I did need uh, add like five or more people, I would probably just go with the connecting rooms. Too. Oh, yeah. Interestingly enough, it's the same deal at Universal with their family suites. Um, it's cheaper to get, depending on where you're staying, to get two connecting rooms and have two bathrooms. The difference with Universal suites, though, is they kind of give you a kitchenette, so that's kind of nice. But um, I would say, oh, in 2019 is when they added the Skyliner, so that was another new feature. So. Since they opened it, they really haven't done a lot of new and innovative things with the resort because they haven't really needed to. Um, but a total refurb of the um, uh, of the resort itself and the Skyliner, those are pretty big changes to that resort. Probably bigger than what most other resorts, particularly the Skyliner, um, bigger than what the other resorts experienced. Um all right, so as far as how Pop Century has influenced um, other resorts and hotels, well, there's another resort across town called the Cabana Bay Beach Resort, which also took a retro theming. And I wonder if they didn't take some notes from Pop Century before they created this resort, because Cabana Bay is definitely a retro style resort. And you don't see that too often. Um, there's also a big trend in some other hotels, places in New York City and some other places around the country that use um, retro theming. In Vegas, you'll find it sometimes. And this isn't an old trend. This happened, um, a lot of this happened after Pop Century. So I'm not saying that Pop Century had a direct influence. Maybe it's more as far as like the culture wanting to um eat up retro things but pop century was definitely ahead of the curve on this uh as far as cabana bay resort i really love cabana bay over at universal but it definitely takes some notes here from pop century uh that's pretty much where i went with my research john is there uh any I know there's plenty we can talk about with Pop Century. We've even done a previous episode on Pop Century as far as just talking about the resort itself. Um, it's got great pools. Uh, aren't the pools yeah. heated? Are the pools oh, heated? Yeah, they are. They are. I've been there in the winter many times. And here you can see the main hippy dippy pool. Well, mm -hmm. I guess you can't see it too well because, you know, Amazon. <clears throat> but, uh, and and they have the computer pool and they have i think a guitar or no is it a it's a piano pool or i think it's things? piano i think it was piano pool there is a piano pool on site somewhere but i'm not sure exactly keep, where it's I, at I, I, yeah when i say that i'm like wait a minute that's got to be uh all-star music and i'm like but i'm pretty sure there's an instrument pool here and I think it may be a piano of some kind. I just don't. I think it's in like the 50s and 60s area. They have a pool. 
Yeah, the 50s and 60s era is the hippy-dippy pool. I think it may be the 70s pool that you're thinking of. And I'm not sure if it's if it's piano. I think it might be. Um, but let I'm me look at it. I'm pretty sure it is because I've never been to the other other one and I've, and I've been on the piano. But yeah, I and the hippy wanna... dippy pools right outside the what they call the classic hall, which is where you know the the um, uh, all the all the 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 restaurants and or the restaurant and the store is and everything. It's the bowling <laughs> pool. It's bowling, That's and it is, yeah. and it does. You're right. It does. It is in the 1950s, which is kind of strange because part of the 1950s borders the uh, hippy dippy pool. Or no, it doesn't. I guess that's the 60s then, wouldn't it be? Yeah, I guess it's the 60s, then the 70s on the other side, on on, on the left side as you walk out. But I, I, I was going to say, these are nice pools, but there's no water slides. So they're yeah. fairly simplified pools, but the water was always warm. And when I used to vacation here, they didn't have the rule yet for these gates around the pool. So the pool was just wide open, which was great because no matter where you went, you just walked towards the pool when you went out. Now you got to find a gate to get through. Right. I'm, I'm sure that's for safety, but it was yeah. kind of cool not having that for all those years when I would vacation. I, I agree. Um, the 90s pool has the, the 90s pool is the computer pool. Okay. That's the uh, buildings at the far end of the resort. The 70 or the yeah, the 70s and 90s. I say 90s, but it's 80s and 90s together. Um, the 70s doesn't have a pool. It just has like a foosball kind of soccer field in the middle of it. And the um, the hippy dippy uh pool is over in the 60s area and that is um right in the center of the resort the um 50s era is what you were talking about that's the bowling pool and it's in the shape of a of a um uh bowling pin so that is that is over there yeah and i did want to mention too that again I used to like the food court more because it had more unique offerings, but still a great food court because unlike a lot of the deluxe resorts and things like that, they they would have a pizza pasta, they would have burgers and fries, they'd have chicken, they'd have something else special. Like they really give you a lot of options. So you go in and there are, I, I think four different, um, places to eat and again i think cabana bay is like that too lots of offerings so again cabana yeah. bay kind of uh, mimicked that a little bit but when i would stay here though it was great because i would get to try something different and uh, i always say i i i they used to make custom salads here and the uh Asian noodle salad that they it was chicken Asian noodle salad was so darn good that I would dream about it when I would not be on vacation and when we didn't stay at pop we literally already drove there just so I could get this salad it was fresh <laughs> made right in front of it they take the ingredients put it sesame seeds the sauce and it would be delicious and one day they just stopped doing that and I'm like huh. I was so disappointed but what are you going to do? Nothing lasts forever. 
Yeah. And, and just to add real quick, as I'm actually looking at the resort now, the, uh, the 50 section has a jukebox as an icon and as both character main characters from lady and the tramp as their statue characters. And of course the sixties has uh blue and a play-doh thing. And it also has the big pop sign that you often have in your videos when you do a pop century uh, uh thing and the 70s has the big wheel and the mickey and the 90s has roger rabbit well that's the 80s has roger rabbit and right across the 80s the the 90s has um has the computer has the laptop the the walkman is actually part of the 80s so the how they did it john is the 50s actually has three buildings the 60s has two buildings the 70s has two buildings the 80s has two buildings and the 90s have one building with obviously the 50s three buildings being in one end of the resort and the 80s 90s being at the other end of the resort so yeah i was gonna say this was never there when i vacationed so um and this is from 2021 i don't even know if they do that now but groovy campfire complimentary marshmallows that's something they do at the deluxe resort so i don't know that's uh they're getting fancy down there if they're still doing it well, last time I stayed, they did not have a campfire type thing per se, but a lot of the resorts are still doing that. But now they're charging you for the the s'mores, marsh, the marshmallow kits. Um, the other thing I will say is they're doing movies um, right there on your picture where you have Goofy and the surfboard. Yep. Um, there is behind that like a um, or off to the one side of it somewhere nearby there there's a yard that um they do movies and they just do like a blow up um kind of movie screen thing and they they'll shoot a disney movie on there and they it gets quite crowded in that yard believe it or not i think it's right there but maybe behind that sign right there that you're showing yeah um, see it, it even says by building five by the there it is. Near yep. movie lawn. So there's a movie lawn. Movie lawn. So the movie lawn is where um, they used to do that. And they do have a movie every night. And again, it really collects a crowd. Uh, and more so in that resort than any resort I've seen. And they all do movie nights now. I think it's just because of how how many people stay there compared to the other resorts. Like, it's just a lot more densely populated. But yeah. yeah under the movie under the stars at 7 30 but this was in december well i will also say that they do other activities there to resorts too like a tie-dye shirt they do a tie-dye shirt there and they do a tie-dye shirt over at art of animation too so yeah, and if you're ever there at christmas they have a traditional christmas meal too wow i didn't know that isn't that neat this is a few years old it's probably twice as much now but or if they even do it anymore, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Christmas meal. They they might not. <laughs> they, they've moved on to other odd religions that don't have anything to do with Christmas. But yeah, uh, and again, a big perk to this now is the Skyliner. Obviously, the the Skyliner is has really been a big addition to this. Uh, 
one thing we didn't mention that the resort does sit on a lake at hourglass lake is what they call it and there is a full walking and jogging trail that uh stretches around hourglass lake it is a, a little bit over a full mile i believe i've actually jogged that particular um uh path and it, it's really a smooth path it's nice you get a nice breeze off of the lake uh just a nice environment at night or in early morning you can hear the um different lizards and frogs along the lake and uh yeah occasionally i guess there's a gator in there so you gotta watch that <laughs> but yeah, they I do th yeah they have really nice landscaping there as well um well uh well maintained flower beds and things like that so yeah so i guess i guess in summary i still like the pop a lot and i love the pop even before the skyliner but i have mm -hmm. to say though one of the reasons i loved it before the skyliner though too was I stayed at a large variety of hotels. I've, uh, I would stay at the pop mostly and then I would branch out and say, all right, we're going to stay at a moderate. We're going to stay at a deluxe, you know, like they, the, uh, uh, wilderness lodge a couple times went on sale for like one ninety nine a night. And I was like, wow, we can do that. I was like, book it, you know? So we changed from pop to that, but I have to say the bus service was better at the pop than the deluxe. It is much better yeah. and i love that there was only one stop because think of all that driving and stopping you do everywhere else so i i know with the skyliner it's not quite as good as it used to be but i have never waited less time for a bus than when i stayed at pop so i agree and and let me just say as far as planning goes and master planning of a resort i don't understand what is so difficult about making convenient bus service around your resort pop century has one of is one of the largest resorts on property yet they have one bus stop okay unlike these other larger resorts that like like um the the uh caribbean and you know like riverside like the port orleans resorts yeah, they're the worst to wait they're for. they're terrible as far as bus service uh, uh probably old key west is one of the worst as far as bus services go and i love i really like old key west a lot don't get me wrong i like that resort um but pop century just has it going on as far as the buses go uh, now they have the skyliner to add to that so i would agree john i still love pop century i've stayed at the deluxe some of the deluxes i've stayed at the moderates um pop century for your money i think is pretty unbeatable and you'll definitely know where you are Yep, that's for sure. You can't miss it. <laughs> you won't be like, wait a minute. Here's a three-story yo-yo. What is that? <laughs> I know right where I am. I, there's only one place that there's a three-story yo-yo. Yep, that's for sure. Every day. Yep, every whether day. it's... Strange. <laughs> well, whether it's a yo-yo or whether it's bowling pins, you're not going to miss uh, that you're staying at uh, Pop Century. <laughs> yes, all right, John, where can they find you online? 
Find me at c.wdw on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and YouTube and c.uo on Instagram and Facebook. All right. And you can find me at the giant rat, T-H-E-E giant rat on all the socials. And that should do it for this one. See you on the next one. <laughs>